Hello, everybody. Welcome to Detox Podcast. This is episode 54, and it's called Fuck You, I'm a Warrior. (laughs) Fuck you, I'm a Warrior. Yes. Yeah, that's this one. And this week, I feel like it's going to be an awesome week. I feel like next week's going to be an awesome week. Um, And the next week's going to be an awesome week. I don't know. Here we go. So on Wednesday, the 7th, I'm doing another yoga in the park. It's yoga and meditation at uh, Ezio Ferron Park. That's the one that's right at the top of the Glenora Stairs, right by the high-level bridge. It's at 7 p.m. We're doing 45 minutes of restorative yoga, followed by 45 minutes of guided meditation. It's just half-half I say half and half, not meaning like half bourbon and half Coke, you know? I'm talking about like half and half cream for your coffee. Okay? Okay. Am I the only one who thinks like that? Like you hear something normal and you're immediately, your immediate thought is like alcohol? Fuck. Oh. Is that ever going to go away? I don't know. Um... But yeah, so Wednesday, you can buy tickets to that. It's just 15 bucks. You can buy tickets on lucidyoga.ca slash events. It's under the event section there, 15 bucks. You can pay cash, e-transfer, or online. Yeah, 7 p.m. And then on August 20th, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., I'm doing another Write and Rise workshop. So that's going to be sweet. Um, I'm so excited. It's going to be at Homestead Coworking. That's where Lucid Yoga is now. 10526 Jasper Ave. And that's 30 bucks. So you can buy tickets for that on Eventbrite or you can buy it on lucidyoga.ca as well. So much fun. Okay. Hope to see you there. And check Lucid Yoga for my meditation schedule because I want to get you guys meditating. I know I've been talking about it, but seriously... There is not a single human on this planet that would not benefit from freaking meditation. It is so good, okay? It's so juicy, and it's, oh, I can't even, like, if you don't meditate, what are you even doing? How are you even existing? I don't even understand how people go through life without meditating. I don't get it. It's, life's too hard to not have that shit. As part of your toolbox. Okay. Fuck you. I'm a warrior. Here we go. Listen up. I beat the cravings. I punched them in their ugly mouths. Broke their jaws. Kept all their teeth. And when I was done, I lay down gory and heaving. And I asked for another challenge. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Oh, this is like an emotional call to arms. You know? Like, oh. I have so not been feeling this way this past week. My period has taken me down. I have been having wild mood swings, which I thought I was kind of done with. But I honestly think it's sunscreen on my body, putting sunscreen on my body for summertime. Um, I'm not using like natural sunscreen, using like stuff you buy at a grocery store. <sighs> like tropic, sun, sun tropics. I don't remember. Hawaiian Tropics is not the what brand. It smells so good, makes your skin shimmery, but what you put on your skin goes into your body. 
you know? It doesn't just stay on the top, it soaks right in. And this is a completely ridiculous tangent, I apologize. <laughs> but that but that stuff, that shit, is just full of chemicals. And if there's petrol products in it, which most, like, skincare, lotion-y type stuff has it in there, it, like, boosts up your estrogen in your body. And estrogen is responsible for PMS symptoms. Yeah, my nutritionist told me that. I'm not making it up. <laughs> and when I stopped using stuff like that and paid attention to the ingredients in my in my skincare, I started feeling a lot better mentally. So, yeah. But yeah, so have not been feeling decked out in armor lately, you know, ready to take on whatever life is throwing at me. Um, I feel like I've been taking the easy way a lot. Not kind of Like, you know, in life we have the cycles that we're in. When we're faced with a certain conflict at work or with a certain person or a family member or, or whatever, we, we've done the same thing in that situation for so long that that becomes the safe, easy route, right? And it's just so easy. To take that route every single time, but that perpetuates the cycle. If you have a coworker and um, they are like a complete jerk face, I don't know. They are just like this negative vampire, energy sucking essence, and they are cruel and they are rude. And every time that is around you or directed towards you, and you decide, well you know what, I'm just going to let it slide because if I engage in this, who knows what's going to happen? Well, there's a multitude of options here, right? You can choose a million different paths to go down to deal with this. Uh, but typically, I mean, I have, this is a, this is from personal experience. Typically I would just take the route that of least resistance, which is just breathe the fuck through it and keep repeating, this is not my fight. 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 And trying to let it just roll off my back, you know? Like, this has nothing to do with me. Um, but when it impedes the work, and it makes me feel like garbage, and it makes the environment poisonous, makes me dread going to work, that's an issue, right? So what do you do? I don't know. There's, you can change things. That's your decision. Um, it's your, your personal decision and nobody gets to make that for you. But when we start changing the cycle, something amazing happens. We, f we break free of this thing that we've just been like circling around for forever. And now we're on a new path and it's shiny and scary <laughs> and it's someplace we've never been before and that's what I'm talking about in this poem is I beat those fucking cravings those things that cycle that took me down every single day for forever whether or not I was cognizant of it or not S especially in the end you begin to to try right you begin to you know what I don't mm -mm, mm -mm, I don't need a drink today nope I don't need a drink today 
not going to do it. You know what? I'm fucking done with this. And all day, you're like, you're so sure. You're like, yep, everything's fine. Everything's good. I'm good. I'm good. And as the day goes on, you start hitting that witching hour, 5, 6 p.m. You're on your way home from work. And it's the, the, it's almost like if you can stop it from entering your mind, you're completely fine, right? But the first little tickle or thought of alcohol, it's like you've just fallen down a flight of stairs. <laughs> You're like, what the hell has just happened? I thought I was completely fine, but I just drove past a sandwich board that said $4 pints. And now I'm like, oh my God, nothing. Like, I don't, I'm not going to stop and go to that bar for that $4 pint, but oh man, how good would a beer be right now? How good would a beer be right now? And it's so easy to just drive right to that liquor store or perhaps there's already beer in your fridge. I mean, I can't believe I was so poor at stocking myself up on drinks. You know, I would always run into the problem. Like maybe it was a subconscious attempt at like, oh, once you run out, like that's it. Like, wash your hands of it. You don't need to go get more. But I always got more, you know? I And then I felt this, like, intense panic when I ran out. Oh. It was almost like there was never a secure enough amount to have to feel okay. It felt pretty good when you had, like, a brand new 2.6, right? Or, I don't know, a 12-pack of beer? Like, a 6-pack, you were like, hmm, maybe I won't drink this whole thing tonight. <sighs> hilarious. I was going to. Or at least five of them, you know, and then move on to something else. Like, it would never stop. I don't know. I feel like I've always had this thing that I'm, like, insatiable, you know? Always more, always wanting. I was just watching uh, Big Little Lies season two, and, um, who was it? It was, I think, it's Meryl Streep's character that is talking to another one of the character. I can't remember if it is, you know what? I don't remember who it was, but she calls them a wanter. And I identified very heavily with what she was saying. It was like, you always want more. You're never content, you know? And I feel like I am generally happy in life but I'm always like striving for more. And that comes right back down to the basic addiction, right? Like no matter what, when you remove it, there's always, for me, there was always this undercurrent of more. Like when I stopped drinking, I had to, I had to have like a whole bunch of different types of food in the house. And I had to have a whole bunch of different types of non-alcoholic drinks because one thing like, even when I was drinking, one thing wasn't wasn't good enough. I couldn't just drink wine. I had to then switch to Caesars. And as I said before, they were like half and half Caesars. Here we go back to half and half. <laughs> half gin, half Clamato juice. Like, there wasn't, it wasn't a regular drink anymore, you know? It was like, how much gin can you put in this without, without hating it? 
and I and I guess half was good and was fine for me, which is fucking psycho. But that's a that's the thing. I just I had to have all these all these things. I had to have beer. I had to have wine. I had to have gin. I had to have bourbon by the end. You know, it was just this collection of of things where one isn't enough, two isn't enough, and afterwards it was like Lacroix wasn't enough. Kombucha wasn't enough. Tea wasn't enough. Coffee wasn't enough. I'm still, I'm still thinking about the next thing. You know, I'm like, I haven't touched alcohol in over two years, including Mexico, which is coming up in these poems. And you're going to get a good story about that shit. Oh, there are some really amazing poems coming up. I, I am so excited for them. Uh, fuck. (laughs) Still, like still, it's not enough. I'm always thinking about the next thing. I don't understand. It's like, I'll be eating, I'll be eating something really, really delicious. And I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder what my next meal is going to be like. You know, I can't even just be present with the thing that I'm eating and let it, let it nourish me and, and satiate me and be good enough. It, it has to then be okay, but, but maybe I can save room and have something else. So it's not good. I don't know. I don't know. It's not good enough. Or I'm like, I can't wait until I'm hungry again because then I can eat something else. I all, whenever I go to the grocery store, I always buy like non-alcoholic beer, Clamato juice. I make virgin Caesars now. Don't you worry. Um, I'm, I buy some other drink like Diet Coke. And I buy some sort of snack. Like yesterday, I don't know, maybe it's my uterus talking, but yesterday I bought like uh, uh, Chicago mix popcorn. Man, I don't even like popcorn and I like had like five bags of it this past week. Uh, it's grown on me. I'm glad that I like it now because I don't like to discriminate against food. But <laughs> come on. And I had I had this popcorn and I bought two bite brownies and I'm almost done the box. <laughs> I know I'm worried I've become an emotional eater. <laughs> Maybe I always was an emotional eater. I don't know. It, during it, during the addiction, I would eat in order to comfort myself, you know, and I would allow myself to have whatever I needed or wanted. And I, I still do because I don't believe in limitations. Um, I think that's ridiculous, but it was very comforting back then. And... It is now, but it's almost like I don't need to be comforted anymore. I'm still doing it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, but um, back to these cravings, right? So these are the things that took us down every single fucking day. We have these cravings, and it's the meat of it. It's the meat of the addiction. It's the reason... It's the difference between being addicted and not being addicted is, is when... The moment in the day comes and that little alarm starts going off in your head 
and you are having a hell of a time trying to talk yourself out of it. Oh, you know, like, I had a really long day, you know, or I'm really tired and I just could use something to take the edge off. I'm so frazzled from the day that I just, oh, I can't settle down. Oh, something really great happened. I feel like celebrating. Let's go out for a drink. Let's open a bottle of champagne. Let's celebrate. Man, oh man. A hundred million reasons, right? Needing, needing to stop has to have a really good reason behind it. Or else it's never going to happen. Because there's not a lot that's going to take take you out of that and allow you to push past it unless there's like a really intense driving force for you because craving is one of the most powerful things I've ever experienced and I still like I I don't know what it would be like doing it again it the thought kind of scares me because, like, I know because I, I did it, I know that I can do it again. But my mind is in a different place, you know? It's not the same circumstances that, that fell together to, to push me into sobriety. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. You know? <laughs> but when you think... But when you think about these moments where it's so fucking difficult, that first time that you beat those motherfuckers, you go ahead and take their goddamn teeth and you wear them like a necklace around your neck, you know? You take them with you. You show them off. You celebrate yourself deeply oh. because that is one of the hardest things a human being can accomplish you beat your own mind you beat your own sick addicted mind and I don't like using the language of disease around addiction it doesn't it it sounds like something you can catch or something that is cured by medicine I don't know I don't like the language of, of it I I prefer it's its own beast you know addiction is not something that's categorized into, like, pneumonia. <laughs> it's more like a parasite, in my opinion. It is something foreign that should not be in there. And it has latched on to your brain and it is fucking with the wiring. You're shorting out. And you somehow, with this broken brain that is sparking 
and losing power. That's convinced the only way to keep going is to do these weird patterns that the parasite has now routed throughout your consciousness. You need to be able to somehow hijack your brain back. But how the fuck do you do that? It's very, very difficult. Here's where I plug uh, Tempest Sobriety School, which is formerly known as Hip Sobriety, because without that, I don't think I would have had a fucking clue of where to start and actually be successful in getting that thing out of my head. Like, it feels like some sort of sci-fi nightmare. So when you beat it, when you hijack your brain back, even if it is for a second, you rip that bug to shreds. You take that thing, that insidious, gross, horrific creature, and you rip it to shreds. You take it apart and you don't let it back in. And I say that at the end of this, I laid down gory and heaving, and I asked for another challenge because, holy shit, does accomplishing this stuff energize you? If I can do this, I can do anything. And when you do something of this magnitude, it rockets you into a new realm. Like, you are not playing on the, in the playground anymore. You have just, like, skipped grades. You used to be in middle school, and now you're in high school. You're in university now. You know, you skipped all over a whole bunch of grades, and now you're playing in the big leagues. You are amazing. And so badass. You hijacked your goddamn brain back. It's so cool. Not anyone, not everyone can say that. Not any, not everyone is gifted this really fucking sweet opportunity to have to get your brain back, to steal it back, to relearn how to use it. And I have to look at it that way, you know? I know that addiction isn't kind to everyone. I mean, it's not kind to anyone, but not everyone gets free. And that... I sometimes even have trouble wrapping my head around because I've never lost anyone personally to addiction or even know anybody, really. I just... um hear so much about it in recovery circles, right? And in the news and at my job. Do you know how many people overdose every day? It's like almost every single call we take is somebody overdosing. Some people are fine, some people die. It's horrible. So when you get free 
and you crawl your way out of this cage, it is to be celebrated. You are to be celebrated. This is not easy. This is the hardest fucking thing you may ever have to do. But it is possible because I did it. People do it all the time. People die and people are free. Those are the stakes. It can be so vicious and volatile and the stakes are so high so that when you succeed, like it truly is the hero's journey, right? The odds are stacked against you. There is something foreign living in your head. And when you win, the crowd goes wild. There's so much joy on the other side of craving. We all know how many times we gave in. We know how many times we're still giving in, some of us, you know? A lot of us. Even even if it's not with alcohol, we're still stuck in some of those cages. You know, I I sometimes I feel free, but I'm but it's almost like the cage is larger, you know? And it's just an illusion. It's it's like some sort of weird video game where I I I beat the first level. I freed myself from that first cage. And now I've got a bit of footing and I kind of understand how it works. So it gives me a bit of an advantage for level two. But here we go because it's going to be harder. I don't know what the challenge is yet, I, but I sometimes I feel a little trapped and I feel like it's not over, you know? Like I feel like that wasn't it. I don't know if that's just um, perception or fear or what that is. but i feel like i'm aware and i'm uh, alert and i'm and i'm ready and i and i hope that i i recognize it when i see it and i can get ahead of these things now hopefully that makes some sort of sense <laughs> but every time we win it equips us that much more for something way more difficult. Or just the same amount of difficulty. Or even if it's less difficult, we are just that much more equipped every single time that we win. <sighs> even as an experiment. I say, if you are still in that cycle, any sort of cycle, maybe just see. What would it be like? Just for, like, science's sake, what would it be like if I chose the other way? A word of caution about that, though, I wouldn't choose the low road if that's the other option, you know? Always chat, like, if you've been choosing kind of like an, like an indifferent middle road, 
Don't go lower. Don't don't let ego guide that. What, what I'm saying is maybe try the high road of some sort. Even if the high road is the high road just for yourself, you know? And it doesn't, you, no one else sees it. Try it a different way. Here we go. Fuck you. I'm a warrior. I beat the cravings. I punched them in their ugly mouths, broke their jaws, kept all their teeth. And when I was done, I laid down gory and heaving, and I asked for another challenge. Love you guys. Have a great week. See you next time.